Let's go. Okay. Episode 60. While we unwrap the cigars. Yes. Episode 60 of Fight for Together. Of the podcast, yeah. Hmm. And I figured while we're lighting cigars, we would answer some listener questions from the last podcast. In case you didn't know, we read every single comment, I believe. We're not popular enough that we would be here all day if we read every single comment. But we do. I Yeah, I value that we're able to do that. Excuse us a moment while we get our cigars ready. Okay, so anyways, one of the questions from the podcast last week is why do you smoke? Isn't it bad for you? Oh, probably. So are a lot of things that we do. I eat fast food. That's bad for me. Um, I eat candy. That's bad for me. But I also really enjoy candy, and I enjoy fast food, and I enjoy watching Netflix, and what else that could be considered, <laughs> quote-unquote, bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I enjoy it, and, I'm, and I understand that it has consequences. Uh, All right, aren't you going to light your cigar now? Yes, I am. You're listening to the Fight for Together podcast. All right. We got a doozy for you. Before we get too far into it, I want to just let you know, if you're listening to this podcast on YouTube, you can also get it on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts and all those places. And if you're listening to all those places, of course, you can find it on YouTube if you want the video version. So choose the best uh, experience for you. Of course, if you would like to see us smoking cigars, um, check out the YouTube version. If that's triggering to you. <laughs> then don't. Then check out the audio version. Unless you like being triggered. And you could pretend that we are eating hummus right now. Hmm. Or a salad. So, um, okay. I think we have a doozy today. Yeah. Meaning... It touches some hot buttons for a lot of people. So first I want to just kind of share this story because I was um, promoting my book, 2,000 Miles Together, mm-hmm. the story of the largest family to, com- to hike the Appalachian Trail. And I'm looking for like-minded individuals on Instagram. Yeah. By like-minded, I mean... Weird-ass folk. No. Anyone that has more than 10,000 followers, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you have more than 10,000 followers. Folk. And if you have a picture of a child or something in the outdoors, then I'm like, hey, I think we have a lot in common. I think you'd like my book. Would you please <laughs> read it and share it? Yes. Or just share it. I don't care if you read it. Yeah. That's what book promotion's like for me. Um, and I come across this account. And this chick, um, her bio says, my newest book, Raising Rebels, now available. Hmm. And it says, author, speaker, entrepreneur, radical unschooling advocate. 
So when you have raising rebels, my little eyebrows go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm interested. Because people don't say that. Yeah. People applaud you for raising kids that follow the rules, especially when those rules are, uh, well, the government, your own. Let me see. I want to f- see if there was this one post I really liked of hers. Was it the one where it says, teach your child how to question all these things? And at the end of it, it was like, and you too. Yes, that was it. Yeah. Where is that? Did that I post good. that yesterday? Uh, I don't remember. It says, like, teach kids to question the government, the school, and then you. Mm-hmm. I had, like, this list of things, and then, and then and you too, by the yeah. way. Okay, so, anyways, this account, if you are interested in following this person, her name is Dana, D-A-Y-N-A, Martin. And her, her Instagram account is official Dana Martin. And I'll try and post the link if I remember. If not, you do it for me. <laughs> Empower yourself here. Um, okay, so then I, I stumbled across this one post that says, it's, it's a bumper sticker she's selling. Mm-hmm. And it says, my unschooled child will hire your honor student. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit. That's... A bold statement. That's fire. It's that's is it though? But in our culture, it is. But is it really? I mean, it's all relative. Well, first of all, for context, this is a bumper sticker. Okay. Yeah. It's not a book. So bumper sticker is supposed to be one of those things that you're only you're seeing it in five seconds. So it needs to be like super witty, super to the point, and it has no explanation. It's meant to make a singular point. A bumper yeah. sticker is not a comprehensive. I feel like I need to say this because people <laughs> fucking go ballistic in the comments about this, and that's what we're going to talk about. Mm. Um, so this is a bumper sticker. It's like when if a bumper sticker says, get the fuck off my bumper, don't tailgate me, you're like, that person's an asshole. It's yeah. like, no, that's one thing they believe in life. It's very one-dimensional. Okay, duh. I feel like we're giving you bumper sticker 101 here. But <laughs> but like I said, I actually feel like we maybe need to do this. Hmm. Um, so I saw this, and there was enough truth in it for me and yet I knew it was going to raise hell that I was like, I want to post this. It's not mine. We're not selling the bumper sticker. We're not profiting off it. I did tag the person who did it. I didn't even know if she was still selling them anymore. Which and she is. I just wrote discuss. Yeah, because your main, correct me if I'm wrong, your main reason for doing that was to get people's, just to have people think through their life's decisions if they want to which is kind of our thing yeah anyways it's like promoting discussion promoting thought like i have never once told people to unschool ever 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 okay so or even homeschool and for those of you who don't know we homeschooled unschooled 
combination thereof and public schooled our six kids and are still in the process for the last 16 years or so slash private school. So we've tried a lot of things. Yeah. Co-ops. Yeah. Admittedly, we've tried public schooling the least, except for the fact that both you and I were public school children. Yeah. So we have a lot of experience in that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I want to, I kind of want to break this down because I think you're, what I realized this did is it opened the door to a lot of things I believe very passionately that I think can actually help people. But mm-hmm. a lot of discussions that are so damn difficult to have because people are so fucking, they're triggered so easily and people don't want to actually discuss it or think about it. Yeah. They want to defend their position. True. I have to believe though that there's, for every person that's triggered, there's a person that's like, actually it's helping them with their own life. I mean, that is also true, but it's also true that for every person that's triggered that says it, there's 10 other people that are triggered that I aren't know. saying it. It's, it takes a lot of, um, well, at least for me, I don't know about you, emotional uh, energy or effort to put something out in the world that you know is going to get pushback. So I want to start off with the easy one for me. Okay, so this this is all on our Instagram thread, which is at Fight for Together. Lorianne says, I hate everything about this. It is derogatory toward those who choose to learn in a traditional school setting and assumes that those who unschool will come out on top. It is elitist. Your children don't attend traditional school. Only Eden has tried it, but yet I hear Dove lament. Okay, I want to, I'll get to the second half of the comment a little bit, but I want to address this first half. People are saying, and this came out a lot, actually, more, much more than I realized. Um, people are saying it's derogatory and elitist and classist. That this statement says, uh, my unschooled child will hire your honor student. Hmm. But isn't that those people reading into that saying that's derogatory? I mean, because to say something's derogatory... Don't you have to know someone's motive about why they're saying what they're saying before you know if it's derogatory or not? You can feel that it's derogatory, but... And I think they're assuming that we believe in the same class system that they do. Because... There's a lot of assumptions there. But there is a lot of assumptions. Yeah. So the what they're, I think, alluding to is that, oh, it's superior to be a boss than it is to be an employee. Or to have more money than to have less money. And therefore, because we're claiming that unschooled kids are more likely going to be higher up that food chain, mm-hmm. then we're saying that that's, we're endorsing that entire system, mm-hmm. which I have a major beef with because yeah. I don't agree with that premise that how much money you make or how high you up are on some financial chain determines your worth in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. So if I were to read that bumper sticker, I think I would want to ask why you posted it. Like, why, why did you post this uh, 
so that I could learn from it and not just make an assumption that you posted it to be derogatory. But that's really a high level of thinking and I'm starting to see compared to, because if you believe this thing that some, if you believe, and I'm not talking about me, but deep down, if the reader believes that deep down having more money makes you better or happier, which most people do, I don't care what you say. Yeah, yeah. Most people do believe that. Then the second I start talking about, um, I mean, I learned this the hard way, like, and part of the book I'm writing now is about how I went basically from rags to riches to rags again. <laughs> um, because at one point in our life, we're living off of welfare. Another point in our life, we're making a million dollars a year. I was not happier when I was making a million dollars a year. In fact, I was probably the most miserable I'd been in my life, surrounded by a lot of other miserable people. And yet, when I talked about the amount of money, if I would just post a picture and say like, oh, here's $100,000, or I closed a deal for $10,000, or this or that, people would say, you're being elitist. We're like, no, I'm talking about facts. I don't, the money, I don't think makes me happy. I don't expect it to make you happy. I don't think I'm better. In fact, I'm the same guy. But even when you just talk about money, period, people that view it as powerful intrinsically start to freak out because they start to read, they feel their own inferiority which they're putting on themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it, there is a class system in our culture and the people that have the more, the more money you have, the higher up that class system you are. So they just automatically think, oh, well, if you're posting how much money you have, then you must be flaunting your class. Yes. Which is something I have spent a lot of energy on our channel trying to push back on is try to demystify the money. But you almost can't talk about money when you have, when you're in the upper, let's just say 5% or even 1% Mm -hmm. because people just assume that. But I've always talked about money. I talked about money. I mean, my first ebook that's on Amazon is about how we were were biking across the country for $10 a day, uh, fucking hauling government peanut butter on the back of a bike to eat. Mm -hmm. I was bragging about that shit because it just was a fact. And I was very happy doing that. I loved that time in my life. And I think what some people don't realize about us, or at least me, is we have what? I don't know how many houses we own now. Let's just say between five and 10. But if all that was disappeared and I had to live in a cardboard box, I, don't, I think I'd be just as happy because I've done it. And in fact, some of our most glorious time periods, this whole book that I just wrote, is about how we lived in a tent for six months, surviving off of the um, kindness of strangers. Yeah. And people are going to be like, well, you chose it, so that's what makes it special. It's like, okay, I mean, I don't know what you mean I mean, to you say can that. discount that all you want, but whatever, it, it is what it is. So there's this, people discount this argument by saying it's classism, it's elitist. And I'm like, well, you're the one endorsing that system by your very um, assumption, not me. And that's just so tough. Yeah. Well, it is really tough. I mean, how do you keep speaking the message that you feel passionate about, which is the authenticity telling your story whether there's numbers attached to that story or not 
and then dealing with the pushback or people putting you into this category like you're flaunting this because what this post is saying in a way is unschooling or the system around that is going to be more financially viable than than Mm -hmm. the school system for financial viability it's kind of like a it's a fact assessment now you could argue the fact and you could disagree and i'm totally fine with that or it's a belief that you have you're like oh this is a belief i have and people can disagree Mm-hmm. But then to debase it by saying it's classist, I mean, in a way, saying having a bumper sticker that says my student is an honor student is also is fucking classist, too, <laughs> in a way. I mean, yeah. it's saying that because and so like America, we pride ourselves in education. So we of course, we classify the world that way. So we look at all these poor third world countries that don't have education. And we say, you little shits should kiss our ass because we have something you don't mm. and we go around claiming to like imperialistic imperialistically educate the world um by offering them education of course it's our brand of education which is <laughs> convenient for us yeah and it's how people feel good about themselves is by claiming awards in the areas that they excel at i mean college is another classification thinking that your kids college. need to go to even, college. Even saying that you can read. Ah, I mean, it's true. it's a popular class now. So because most people are in it, no one thinks about that. No one that. thinks it as a class. But if yeah. you talk to disabled people or if you go back 500 years when the only people who carried a Bible around were rich people, it was a very heavily flaunted form of classism. Hmm. So just because it's popular or unpopular doesn't make it classism or not. Yeah. So I was more interested in the the truth of this question of because I think people think I'm just trying to stir the fucking pot. Okay, no, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy stirring <laughs> pots, but also yeah. I believe at least for our kids and for a lot of other kids out there, unschooling will give them more financial opportunity than schooling. That's just my belief. It's my experience. Hmm. Um. Yeah. And so you could even see the statement is trying to help someone. Absolutely. I'm trying to help if, people. If like, you know, you want people to have more freedom in their lives, which in our world, having more money does equal more freedom in a way. And someone else said like, oh, you're biased about education. I'm like, well, fuck yeah, I'm biased about education. And so are you. Every one of us is. Absolutely. Like that's, I don't care if people are biased or not. I care if they're open-minded, if they're maybe like honest, Mm -hmm. if they're civil to the people they're discussing with. Mm. Right. Try to listen. And maybe to give my like Hmm. five seconds slash 60 seconds on my education background. So I was in a very elite public school. Most all of my peers went on to go to startups or like literally my my peers are brain surgeons um and lawyers most of them jewish highly jewish neighborhood in orange county where kids wore tag hewer watches to school and drove bmws and mercedes 
and and I dropped out my junior year because there was just too much pressure. I technically graduated high school. I went to a year or two of college. And I think I chose a profession at that time, which was being a missionary, because I was scared of um, excelling in academia. Although I was in honors classes, I was an honor student, I was a straight A student. Um, so I knew how to like play the game. I didn't like it. But then I went on to go and make uh, more money than I ever thought I would, doing all sorts of things, none of which I learned in school. Things like not having debt, things like buying property, things like starting a blackjack team, things like uh, running a communication business that served companies like Google or Facebook that not, no one in school even talked about Google or Facebook. Like a school is so far behind. Mm -hmm. um, so my millions of dollars, any the majority of the money that I've made are made in spite of school, not because of school. Hmm. So there's this other thing that came up in the comments where people are saying, well, it doesn't matter. The school doesn't matter. What matters is the kids and the parenting. Which I would agree that that matters more. But I do think I to say the school doesn't matter at all, like is I don't believe that's true. If it doesn't matter, then why are you subjecting your kid to hours and hours of homework and pressure? And just even the environment school. that you're in, the kids in. So and, everyone, uh, I think that's, yeah, that's a cop-out. Because everyone that does what they do, they do it because they believe it does matter, which is fine. Yeah. Of course. It is fine. I do think it matters, partially. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's the only thing that matters. Right. A lot of things shape our kids. I mean, and... And this is where someone else, there's another thread that's like, well, you need to talk about how privileged you are um, because this is a privileged thing. And while I do have a lot of privilege in my life, that's all relative. And I guess I want to say, I never know how to bring this stuff up because it's always so weird. I feel like that's just a dismissive argument. Mm -hmm. I'm first-generation immigrant kid my mom moved to america and she didn't speak english five years before i was born mm -hmm. in a biracial marriage in a small white community in a agricultural town in washington mm -hmm. and like i said in our early marriage we got married at 20 and we were on welfare like okay what facts do we want to point to mm-hmm I just don't, I don't like when people bring the privilege thing into it because I feel like it says your truth doesn't matter because you're privileged. And it's like, well, that's not, that's not like helpful <laughs> to try to silence someone because they're privileged. Um, I think it's fine to talk about like privilege and what that does and the, you know, limitations that, I mean, there's always someone less privileged than you and there's always someone more privileged than you. And how do we determine who to listen to? I think people might be reacting also to 
if they think that I'm saying everyone should be unschooled, mm. you know? Yeah. And if they think that's hard for them or if they're not capable of that, then they might feel this pressure and they, they need mm. to automatically rebut that by saying your privilege. Mm. But I'm not, I never have said anyone should do anything from hike to yeah. run to unschool to public school. But yeah. I actually do feel like there's a um, pressure to public school. Mm. Yeah. And if you really p- put out much of an alternative. You um, have to give an explanation why you're doing what you're doing. Maybe. No, I, I also understand that there are, yeah, there are the types of homeschoolers out there. I think we've been them too. Yeah. That we believe it's better. We believe it's superior. We believe everyone should do it. Or even there's this other thought of what the bumper sticker kind of could allude to, which is everyone should be an entrepreneur. Everyone should be a boss. Everyone mm. should be independently wealthy. I think that's a negligent statement to, to any time you say everyone should be blank. It's, it's yeah. tone deaf and it's very egocentric. Yes. So if people are pushing back against that, I'm fine with that. I don't think anyone should say that. Yeah. But that's not what I'm saying. Hmm. I'm right. saying there is a fact that the school system is designed to create conformity on some level. And I don't even want to get into why because I don't know. Maybe it's like some fucking giant conspiracy to make employees and help the government. Maybe it's just the nature of large systems and or capitalism like maybe it's capitalism i mean i think it's all part of it and if you if you don't get this you're not it's i think it's because you're not open-minded enough to see it i i really don't i don't consider this debatable and i'm not saying that this is um the only way to see it there are benefits also but even the public school teachers chiming in and the honor students and public school kids everyone's kind of agreeing that this is a reality now, that doesn't mean that we should all go and feel this pressure to homeschool our kids. It's just, even if we all just admit this is the reality, what should we do about it? Mm-hmm. I think it's a progression of the conversation. But if we can't even admit that that's a reality, I don't know how to fucking help. That You're, you're fucking, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. If you don't realize that a kid that goes to public school is going to have a harder time naturally coming up with ideas on their own because from the very beginning you're trained to follow rules put your name on the left side of the paper put the date underneath it raise your hand if you need to go to the bathroom raise your hand if you need to talk and once again these are not bad things i'm not saying they're bad they just are yeah and entrepreneurs they have implications and peoples that are startup founders and bosses in general are more rewarded and favored for thinking outside of the box. No one teaches management in lower level education or well, invention. Think about what would happen if everyone started to think for themselves. That'd be fucking chaos. It would be chaos. Be plus, beautiful. the powers of B at B would be fucked in a way. So, I mean, and this comes from a high level to me belief or understanding institutions, institutions on some level exist to serve their own needs, not the needs of the individual. They just gravitate right. this way. 
the the longer an institution exists, the more rules will be created to protect the institution, not yeah. the individuals. This is like, I guess I consider this basic, but it's it is pretty unintuitive, and I think pretty maybe complicated or something. Well, if you don't naturally think that way, or if you don't, if you're not exposed to the decisions that are made higher up yeah yeah or if you just focus on your intent you're like oh i want to learn and i go to school and i learned it's like great well you can learn at school like i learned in school i learned how to sell candy out of my locker like i Mm. i started a t-shirt company in high school like all sorts of things Mm -hmm. um the school was like my client base yeah uh, as a high school kid um and guess what? I mean, I, I guess I just want to say again, not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur. I don't give a shit what you want to be. Mm-hmm. I just want people to know, like, to have the option. Like, if my kid wants to work at McDonald's for the rest of their life, if that's what they will make them happy, I think that's awesome. That would be – I've thought about it myself. Like, there's a Burger King down the street. Sometimes I think, you know what? I just want to go get a job. Mm-hmm. Like – when I worked Red Robin, I loved that job. And I always thought someday I'm going to be rich and I want to come back and work at this Red Robin. Like, I don't shit on people who do that at all. Yeah. I just want to continue to push for the awareness that maybe you have the choice. It's, um, some feel, choices, at least. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, just that premise that you have a choice. I, I don't even want to define what the choice is, right? Just that you have it is i think helpful and that's where so i'm i want to hit on this there's so many areas we could talk about here but um the people that are saying oh this is about classism and privilege and i don't have that choice actually yes you do on some level and that choice is you can choose not to send your kids to school. Because guess what? For unschooling, that's all it is for us. Now, you might not like the ramifications of that choice, mm-hmm. but that's different from saying, I can't do it. But then then what do you say to the people that are like, well, I don't, I got to work and I don't want my kid home alone for hours on end. Well, that's fine. Yeah. You don't want your kids home alone, but yeah. that's a choice too. Right. All, all of these are choices. They, they all have ramifications. And we took a risk in our own life by doing what we're doing, and I'm not even claiming it's better. I, I do think there are some cases to be made for why. So let's get into that real quick. Why do I believe this? Um, so I have to respond to this comment again um, where I was going on about, because this person was kind of making fun of our experience, it seems like, a little bit. Or not making fun of, but... They were saying, well, our kids have problems, like, duh, beating in seven. Um, like, poking at a, our, yeah. us, basically. And I guess, like, just to say, like, education, we're not claiming this solves problems. Mm-hmm. Our family, we deal with a lot of fucking difficult stuff. Okay, it says, the comment says this. Only Eden has tried school, and yet I hear Dove lament about how she has no clue on what to do with her life, which is like... Which, by the way, isn't that every 19-year-old? Every 20-year-old <laughs> on the planet that I hear. And the ones that do say they know what they're going to do, I'm like, uh. 
Um, I see Eden struggle with self-worth. Yes. I see Flea unable to read. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking your choices. Are you? <laughs> but I feel it is extremely unfair to judge those who choose a traditional path. Um, so they're just assuming right there that we're judging people for putting their kids in yeah, school. Yeah. And I, this is a common thing with me and our channel is we quite often will critique systems of thought and talk about how, well, if you think this, it could lead to people feeling this way. And then the people who are, are use those systems of thought, they feel judged themselves and they say, you're judging me. And I'm like, no, like I'm not a judging. personal yeah. attack. Yeah. I'm not judging you. But if we don't have any discourse over systems of thought or systems of education, we're fucked in a bigger way than even the public school kids. Yeah. But that's um, even a belief, right? Uh, in itself. Wow, you're going fucking meta. Like well, because some people are like, the system's fine. Like, you don't need to question the system. The system's working. Oh, yeah, they trust it. Mm-hmm. Or it's working enough. Of course, I, yeah, it depends on who you're talking to. Some people really can feel how badly the system is fucking them over. Okay, so this is why, in our experience, this is my belief and how we've ch- we're choosing to implement it with our kids, with believing that unschooling will give our kids a financial advantage. Not saying you need to believe this. This is just our experience. One is... The education system creates employees. Employees follow directions. The educational system, there's like what it claims to teach, which is reading, writing, and arithmetic. But the method itself is also just as important. And the methodology, reading between the lines, when you graduate the public school system, or almost any school system, it is impossible to not have heavily indoctrinated into you a system of conformity, following directions, submission Mm -hmm. to authority. Once again, all of which I'm not even saying are bad things. I'm just saying these are things. And that type of direction follower, assignment turner inner, homework accomplisher, Mm -hmm. even athlete uh, in the school athletic programs, the type of person that competes for awards or the approval of someone else who says, do you want to know if this is good? Well, how you know if it's good is you ask me if I give you an A. Mm-hmm. And if it's not an A, you need to do what I say so that it can become an A. Mm-hmm. Is the type of person that grows up seeking approval of others externally and looking to do that type of thing mm-hmm. so that they can get the approval. This is not, of course, across the board. There are exceptions. This is taught outside of school also. So... I'm not saying that this is unique to the school system. Yeah. But it is how the school system exists. Those people, in a general sense, will graduate having more of a bent towards that thought and practice than others, I believe. Yeah. Even even if it's minute. Okay, so what's the problem with that? Employees have always been the backbone of America. This is great. Mm -hmm. Well, those types of jobs are more threatened than ever Mm. and it's not random 
It's not, it shouldn't be a surprise. This is how technology has worked. The assembly line, robots, uh, Amazon, overseas people that can do it for faster and cheaper are replacing the types of jobs that can be taken by direction takers. Yeah. Those jobs are replaceable. Becoming more and more replaceable. So when that happens, instead of acting like a victim, this is why I want people to realize this is the trend. It's mm -hmm. not, it doesn't need to be surprising. I mean, I was first exposed to this maybe when I read Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week, and he was talking about hiring a virtual assistant from India for mm. like $8 an hour. Mm. This is a person that does all your email and like does so many like random chores and shit, and they live in India. Mm. Like, yeah. So a lot of economic books, entrepreneur books, they all kind of talk about this. This isn't like a new concept. It is to some traditional people, but in the creative space, this is not a new idea. So one of the best things I think I can do to protect my kids is to get them to think outside of a box. In other words, to get them to think in a way that a machine cannot. To think more like a human than... Yeah. It's, it's interesting because in the school system are we teaching kids to think like machines than to actually think yes, like are. human beings absolutely i mean it's like write an essay but write an essay not about what interests you write an essay about these you have you might get three choices yeah and even the reason why you're learning how to read or learning how to do math all has this end goal of serving the system, not yourself. And the test-taking process. I mean, it's like essentially, historically, regurgitation. You're like yeah. essentially try, trying to teach kids to be little Googles and little Wikipedias. Where fucking Google and Wikipedia is always going to be a better Google or Wikipedia than your little fucking kid. And we were in public school before Google or Wikipedia existed. Yeah, so I don't... But I don't, now... I'm not surprised that this is this is a rough transition for everyone like but so if we can train our kids to do something that a machine cannot do which is create value or empower our kids to do something a machine like what is your interest i want to empower you to do that and there are so many things machines cannot do like you know conceptualize art make love have passion <laughs> Have passion. Um, yes. Inspire. These are like, these are unique human activities. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we haven't figured out how to replicate even the most simple things in nature from creating a tree to a plant. I mean, arguably, some people would say we're on our way with, I guess, GMOs, but even the basic building blocks of life are so outside of machinery, yet school teaches kids to be little machines. Okay, I feel like I'm getting lost in that little rant. <laughs> so I just want to share one tiny example of what I've crafted my life to do in a way that a machine cannot do. And one of the ways I want to empower my kids is to be a storyteller. Hmm. People love stories, movies, books, the best Instagram stories, photography, music, music. It all revolves around being able to observe, learn, and share stories in all different ways. 
Mm. And machines can't do any of it. They can't touch it. And guess what? Stories have been around for thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years, millions of years. I don't know. I don't think they're going out of style in our lifetime. And there's actually a craft to it. You can get better at it. Um, so in my opinion, from the assets I have, if I want, if, if financial stability is an important thing for me and my children that I want to teach, one of the best things I can do instead of teaching them to memorize multiplication tables is to teach them how to craft and share a story. Now, disclaimer, I feel like I'm fucking explaining myself all the time, but I'm, I'm not saying that financial is the most important thing. Like there's all sorts of other reasons to go to school, but I just want to break down this one financial aspect and ask this question, is it going to be more financially viable in the future? What's the best financially viable way to educate our children? And some people might be able to learn storytelling in a public school. Mm-hmm. Even Maybe even they're attending it and they read books after school. Great. I don't care mm-hmm. how you choose to implement the information, but I think we just need to be aware of the difficulty and obstacles here. If you spend eight hours following directions of teachers, you also might not have the energy to come home or the passion yeah. to study the thing that you actually do care about. Um, so, okay, teaching our kids to storytell, which is a very broad category. I think by learning to do Instagram stories or social media, you can become a better storyteller. Mm-hmm. One of my kids, Dove, is using photography as a way to uh, capture and share mm-hmm. stories. Um, one of my kids is using video. Well, a number of my kids are. And like, so this is like, I feel like we're just damned if we do, damned if we don't. I, I'm hesitant to share a lot of the metrics of our family because I don't want to endorse these systems. Like, I don't believe in classism. I don't think getting better grades makes you a better person. I don't believe making more money makes you a better person. But at the end of the day, we have, for me, some pretty reassuring and shocking numbers to me that validate my opinion about education. One is when our daughter went to school for the first time in her entire life at the age of 17, 16, maybe, she got, did she get straight A's? A, B, I don't know. Okay, so she didn't go to school her entire life, and then she shows up for one year, and she crushes it. And I've always meant to make a blog about that, but I just don't want to because I just, maybe it's just my own personal hang-up, but I don't want to brag about my kids' grades. I just feel like there's more important things. Well, even the feedback uh, that we were getting from the principal and the teachers was that it was almost like, she was this breath of fresh air. And again, not to say that she's better than the other kids, but I think she came from a really different environment than a lot of these other kids came from. And so I think those teachers couldn't really put their finger on what was going on, but they were really intrigued by her. And she was at the top of her class. I mean, I'm not saying that the singular top person, but she was crushing it in the academic sense also. Mm -hmm. And that's something about me. 
having gone to public school and gone to church most of my life, I know how to follow directions. But there's something about being driven internally, right? Like you're, which I think is invaluable. Like if you can foster and help your kid to be driven internally, they can learn whatever the fuck they want to learn. But the problem is, is you have to be driven internally to even foster that. And I've just seen that in myself, like over the years, I've learned how to foster that in myself more and more and more. And so, I mean, but that's something that I had to learn at 40. You know, I did not, I mean, at 35 or 30 or 25, I was not an internally driven person. But now I can say I am. Which even that type of thing, we talked about storytelling, which is a more um, concrete concept in my opinion. Even what you're discussing about being internally driven is one of the most valuable assets I think we could educate people in. And yet, like you said, the public school system or most systems, period, actively discourage self-exploration and motivation because it's damaging to the system. I mean, churches are the same way. They're not asking you to like come to your truth. They're telling you, they're handing you the truth and saying, Mm -hmm. recite this. Right. Um, I think you have to believe in yourself to be internally driven. But how do you begin to believe in yourself if everything that you're striving for is outside of yourself? You do psychedelics. Hmm. Oh, wait. Did I say that out loud? I mean, yeah, maybe. I've heard. Um, Okay, case study number two um, for, like, why I believe that the school system is not the best way to make money is my son, seven, who is 16 years old. Yeah. Has a job right now. We've never talked about it, I don't think. I think we might have on one of these podcasts. But oh, did we? Okay. okay. Well, we'll say it call again. Call me a liar. <laughs> my <laughs> we'll stories say it again. Are, my stories aren't always true. Is making $30 an hour right now. In his pajamas. Yeah, I remember you saying this like the last podcast. Working from home, doing whatever, whenever, working whenever he wants. Yeah. And he's raised up, he's he's uh, saved up $7,000. Now he's asking me which stocks he thinks I should, which stocks he thinks I think he should invest in. Mm-hmm. And this is at the age of 16. He's making $30 a fucking hour. That's, I never made that much in my life as an employee. And he's thinking about investment at 16. And he's a freelancer. So he's not bound by hours. He's not bound by an employer. And so like... That didn't happen on accident. At 12, we had a vlog and you taught him how to edit videos. And he naturally was pretty good at it and liked it, I think. And we encouraged him to edit his own videos. He made little magic videos. He made little skateboarding videos. Mm -hmm. And now it's like there's not a machine that can edit videos like and create, like pick the music and create the emotion. I mean. Because that's an art form. Which is actually kind of a lie because Google and and these companies will create these fucking slideshows for you. Even Facebook will do it at the end of the year. Yeah. So like. But it's that probably still has some feel like it's 
a bit cookie cutter Oh, they fucking suck. Yeah. I refuse to post them, <laughs> although they are kind of cheesy and fun. But um, So there are algorithms. But for the most part, what he's doing is like, and I don't care if he wants to edit video or make $30 an hour. That's not important to me. But I just want to point out this kid has never been to a day of school in his life, and he's making $30 an hour at the age of 16. Show me a public school kid. Most The public school system, what it kind of teaches you is more of a dependence upon education and validation. So then when you graduate high school, guess what? It's not enough. You mm-hmm. have this feeling, whether you choose to do it or not, you have this feeling that you ought to go to college. And all your energy is placed. I mean, I'm just thinking back of when I, I did not have any energy or forethought to think, what does Cammy want to do? So this does not mean our kids are better. This does not mean your kids will be better if they make more. They're shittier if they don't. But I think we have to fucking reckon this data. And these are just two stories. But these things are not possible. I don't think they would have been possible for us, at least, had we gone this other route. So I feel like, but this route is a little scarier. I mean, we got to be honest about that. Because, yes, my kids are making vlogs, and we get penalized for it, but our kids vocalizing their teenage uh, insecurities and angst mm-hmm. online for everyone to see, and people are like, oh, you're shitty parent. Well, guess what? You give your kids a camera mm-hmm. and tell them to share, like, the deepest fucking scariest thing in their life, mm-hmm. and we'll see what they say. Like, I don't care if they're public school, homeschool, unschool, you name it. We all got issues. No one's arguing that. Right. Um. We all got issues. Let me see if there's any other comments here that like really captured my eye. Um, what else you got to say, Cammy? I was thinking about the person that was like poking at us. They're also like, and you don't vaccinate your kids, so they won't be able to go anywhere if they want to. And I'm like, mm, I think you can get shots, and I think they can figure that out if they need to get shots to go somewhere. But whatever, that 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 was a hot button for me. Now, there's a lot of discussion around, like we got a lot of actually public school teachers commenting, saying they agree in a way, but also saying that they're working on making the system better. Which I applaud. I mean, completely. I love completely that. Completely. If that's your thing, if you're, if you feel a need to, um, or a value in building that system up, that I, can be your passion. I support that for yeah. people. I'm not trying to dissuade them. We're asking a very specific question, which is, what's the most? Uh, w- and this is just one topic. We we ask a lot of topics. What is the most uh, financially beneficial for our kids? Mm-hmm. And. I think it's a good thing to think about. It's an angle. Now, I remember hearing some people send their kids to school because they wanted to support the school system. Mm -hmm. Not even their kids. Like they knew it was shittier for their kids, but they were willing to sacrifice their kids for the alt on the altar of what they considered public good. I, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. I think the best thing you can do for the public good is to protect the immediate needs of yourself and the people around you, especially your kids. So anytime someone says they're willing to sacrifice their kids for the school, the church, the this, the that, like you're sacrificing a human for a system. 
And systems, I think, should serve humans, not vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for people spending their energy reforming systems. Like, great, go for it. But if you're one of the people that actually believe school is bad for your kid and you have options and you're not taking them and you're still doing it because you want to, like, make this larger point, man, I have a tough time with that. Yeah. Because it's hurting an individual. Yeah. You're sacrificing your kids for your ideology. Mm. I mean, and I don't care what that ideology is, whether it's faith or um, religion or some economic social good. Hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I hope you're fucking attached to that ideology because people change their ideologies all the time. But you're going to be living with your kid, hopefully, for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, and I've done it too. I don't want to come across as say we've sacrificed our kids for all sorts of ideologies. Fuck, yeah, we have. And I basically regret it every time. <laughs> Which might be why we're actually the perfect people to say, like, uh, maybe that's not a good idea because we've been there, tried it. It wasn't a good idea. We've seen the effects on our kids. So I, I think that's all I have to say about this. Yeah. Well. Once again, I mean, I have this comment. I can't get this stuff out of my head What people are saying it's classist racist and they're saying that unschooling kids is a luxury that is a complete misnomer of what unschooling is or what are we talking about because although i am bringing finances into this we started unschooling way before we even knew of the financial and people are ignorant to the fact some people maybe the people are making these comments of how fucking hard it was for us to pull emotionally to pull them out to let go to let go of you know all of the expectations and normalities i mean i felt i feel like we've gotten a lot of judgment around that and i judge myself yeah for that um so i don't think i don't think any of these decisions are easy but I think it'd be good to know that it's a decision. Yeah. I mean, these types of people, in my mind, they're the same people that say that hiking is a luxury. In one sense, I get it. Like, the way it's viewed as this, like, I don't know, like, retirement But you thing. have the time and resources to go to the woods and walk. To assert, I, I get on one hand, like, it's really tough. Like, if you don't have money, if you don't have, so therefore you don't have the time, because those two are, like, tied together, yeah. right? Then how, I mean, I feel like you just have to get way more, have way more courage or have way more creative ways to figure that out on how well, to get out there most of us are living under a sense of obligation that i think is somewhat fictional there are some obligations we need to eat you need to not freeze to death yeah um i would say the people who are locked up in prison don't have any choice they don't have the choice because they got fucked or they fucked themselves i guess Dep- well, um, depends yeah. on how you see that but well i i gave both options yeah <laughs> um but if you say you can't hike and if you have Wi-Fi and a fucking data plan, 
and Netflix. You have resources then. Then you can hike because yeah. for that amount of money, you can walk. Yeah. So don't say it's privilege. It's your choice. Um, and it's not going to look the same as our walk. I mean, everyone's right. walk, everyone's hike is going to look a little different. So once you start comparing it to other people, um, you know, if you're talking about walking with fancy ass gear and yeah. fucking Patagonia, yes, yeah. you're right. You can't hike, but that's not what hiking or is. Or walking for six months. Like you could walk for a day or you could or with walk really good for cigars. two hours. <laughs> okay. Shit. We're, I feel like we're, um, going downhill, but really, um, I love this conversation. One thing that a bit saddens me, and maybe I should mention this in the beginning, is that um, someone else messaged me and said, these are my opinions. I won't post them publicly because anytime I even remotely say what I do, a ton of people get triggered and they say, oh, you, you're saying I'm doing it wrong. Hmm. We're not saying anyone's doing it wrong. At the end of the day... I just want people to feel freer to make decisions for themselves. And if that's public school, great. If that's not public school, great. If getting new information changes the decision you make, or at least the way you make it, or the way you talk about it, great. For a lot of people, public school is still the best option. Absolutely. There's probably some people that are unschooling that should be sending their kids to public school. There's probably some kids that are doing public school that should be unschooling or homeschooling or private or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. We're not here to make your decision for you or be your judge. But there is some data out there that is more abstract in nature that I think we could all benefit from in terms of having a conversation. But if someone is going to post a bumper st- sticker like this, and people are going to get triggered in hell and say, well, you're saying I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. We will never be able to have that conversation. And I want to say right now that the people that are listening to this and are maybe having a hard time with it, but they're really just trying to sit with it. I applaud you because this is a hard conversation to have. Absolutely. And if you can even just be a little bit open-minded, I say like, wow, you're doing great. Because <laughs> even if you just are aware of this, you can begin to implement it into your current parenting model. You don't have to. Yeah, in the ways that feel good to you. So many people, I don't even like calling it unschooling because we didn't get into it. We just quit school. Like, honestly, I didn't ever even knew the word existed at the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think it was like some sexy movement we were joining. We just dropped out. Well, and we're more extremists in how we apply these things and I don't think that that is for everyone in fact I'd say it's for not very many people so I mean you can look at our situation but at the end of the day for most people it's going to be little tweaks here and there in their thinking and like realizing certain options that they have yeah, so if it means if your kid, you've made the decision that public school is the best for your family unit, this could mean that maybe you at least have a conversation or you begin to encourage your child in doing some after school, an mm-hmm. after school class or reading a book or asking your kids some questions about like, hey, what does interest you? And or, if you could write yeah. about anything or do anything, what would it be? Or you realize one of your kids is really 
not doing so great in that system. So how can you support them in that and doing better emotionally? All right. Uh, I never asked for this, but I'm going to fucking do it because I have a feeling if you made it this point, you <laughs> are um, either a fan. You're my hero. Or you're, <laughs> you're benefiting from this conversation. Yeah. In which case, could you leave us a review on um, or rating on iTunes? Um, I'm not going to tell you which one but to leave, but the more stars, the better, <laughs> you know? Um, it helps us to be able to keep doing what we're doing. So if you value it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you could check out our book, um, which more gets into our system of thought versus we're not telling people what to do. But I do think a way to think about things can can be helpful. Um, and I hope you guys benefited from this conversation. And I do agree with Cammie that if you made it this far, if you're a public school uh, parent, you're my hero because people that can learn from people that are different from them, hmm. uh, that they don't need to find other people. This is a giant thing is an echo chamber. It's so easy to surround ourselves by people that are like us. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Thank you for listening to Fight for Together. We'll see you next time.